Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, I am your host, Sergio. Uh, with me, as always, is your other host, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Lousy. Why is it going lousy? Uh, it's not. I just wanted to say that because I always say it's going great. Well, it is going it, great. Go, that's good. That's good. And and like of all the people that I ask that question to, you're the one who's always full of like infinite positivity. So when you say, oh, not well, I'm like, uh oh, the world's ending. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I try. <laughs> Welcome to Shellheads. Uh, this is a podcast about Ninja Turtles. Really? Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not about like shotgun shells. It's it's not about hmm. puka shells. It's not even about seashells. It's about Ninja Turtles. Huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is episode. I lost count. It's we're 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 pretty deep in it. This is like seventy three, seventy four, something like that. I think it's seventy three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a fun topic today, one that we've talked about a lot, but. Today, I'm going to bury the lead, and we're going to go into our segments before we actually announce what we're talking about. So, Jeff, what's first? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, so, this was a big week for Sergio. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Like a huge week when it comes to getting dumb turtle stuff in the mail. Uh, I'm going to start with a small thing. The small thing uh, is uh, I, I told you that I had run out of comic books to collect you know I, there's like two or three that i don't have but yeah. i pretty much have the rest of them uh so i have to find other tangentially comic things to, to get uh well do you remember the video games from the 2k3 era yes of course or the or, I, or, the, or the phase two era if we're, if we're talking in shellheads terms pretty sure i own all of those well i sure would hope so you're a shellhead jeff yeah uh yeah, so I picked up the Prima strategy guide for the first game. Oh wow! For like ten bucks, and we're going to be playing those games soon anyway. Yeah, you know, because we got to cover them for this 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 show. Uh, I figured, you know what? Why not? Let me get the strategy guide. That way, when I play it, I can just follow the strategy guide rather than you know pull up cheats or hints or stuff on the internet. You know. I mean, it's a beat 'em up. How much of a strategy guide do you need for that? I'm sure there are collectibles, right? Maybe. It's like 50 pages. Like it's a it's a thick book. Dang. It's thick enough, you know. It has been a really long time since I've played the uh, the 3D games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how they've aged because they weren't good at the time. They might have aged well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, the next thing that's in Sergio's box uh, was something that I knew was coming, uh, and it's something that. It, that that you missed out on, which yeah. kind of sucks. Uh, uh, I got my Chrome Dome in. Yeah, I'm 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 very upset with myself. Yeah. Uh. So so Neca had a, had a pre-order or pre-purchase or whatever thing on the the the, the Neca store, and I bought the what's it the colossal Chrome Dome figure from the the animated series line, and it is glorious. He he towers over them, and it's. Okay, I'm just go ahead and put it out there, folks. I overslept, uh, so it was terrible. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like yeah. it looks. I thought it looked good in pictures in person. It's so awesome. Yeah. Like that thing is almost Barbie doll height. Man, that's tall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, you should have it fight Barbie. 
<laughs> That'd be like Termin- like the original Terminator movie. Yeah. Although uh, Barbie Barbie fought back. That's true. That's true. Uh so I got those two things in, but the big one, the big one, Jeff. Uh, that's not the big one. That's not the, well, the physically it's the big one, but conceptually it is not. So as you know, I have a drum uh, roll somewhere. Yeah, let me see. I don't know if it picks this up. Yeah, a little bit. Loot Crate is starting a send. Is is they're they're basically prepping the shipping on the Danny box, right? Yeah. I the, the the one that I ordered already has a FedEx tracking label and is is is, is ready to to be shipped. Well, last week I found on eBay a Spirit of Splinter Ooh. for more than half the price of all of the other Spirit of Splinters. What had happened is this guy got it from Loot Crate and before, like he opened it and he was like, okay, cool, and put it back in the box. And then his kid came and tried to open the Spirit of Splinter. Oh, did he tried to open his son, right? Like just <laughs> inside out, just like. And damaged the back of the box. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, I'm sure he's fine. He made a, he made quite the profit on on it, but. I was like, I can do that. Like, no big deal. I'll just, I'll just take the damage and I'll, you know, glue it down. You know, I'm, I'm not like a needs to be mint kind of guy. I never yeah, have been. You could repair it. No, there's not really much of a way to to repair it. No. It's, it's, it's as good as it's gonna get. Doesn't matter. I own the figure now, Jeff. That figure, great. the figure is brand new. I was, I was thrilled because I didn't think I was ever gonna get my hands on a Spirit of Splinter figure. I have it now. As soon as I won that auction, I uh, I went to track down all of the other contents of the uh, loot crate because that's kind of been one of my my missions was to reconstruct all four of the original loot crates. Yeah. Uh, in their original shipping boxes, and I was able to do it. Nice. Yeah. So now I have the T-shirt that it came with, the button, the uh, the, the, the 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 iron-on um the Foot Clan patch. And the, the, the stretchy little dumb uh, foot, foot Clan headband. Ooh. So so yeah yeah I had I don't know if I'm ever gonna use any of this stuff or even take it out of the box now that it's in the box. But just knowing that I have all four of them, I can my soul can rest and wait for the With new Splinter. four to come. Yeah. <laughs> my spirit can rest beside the spirit of Splinter. Yes. I'll, I'll bring the marshmallows. Uh, no, it comes with marshmallows. It, it comes with little, oh, nice. yeah, little sticks with marshmallows on it. Uh, so yeah, that's what's in Sergio's box. So, as I said, it's been, it's been a big week. Nice. I I have uh something. Uh, a friend of mine um is getting rid of uh kind of a chunk of his um game collection. So Nintendo, Super Nintendo, whatever he's got, and um. This was this was a big deal for me. Um, I was like, "Hey, is that Turtles in Time in the box?" It was like, "Yep." Does that uh, does that have a manual? He's like, "Yep." Oh, I'm getting you getting rid of that. Yep, I'm gonna need to requisition that. Nice, nice. But uh, I have never seen the manual for this for this game, and flipping through it, it was just great. Um, 
Now, of course, I had the tournament fighter for Super and then ended up selling it, but then buying it again. So I have it complete now. So we're good. Uh, well, I, I guess that does it for what's in our in our our boxes. Collective boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's our next segment? And now it's time for the news. We've got a bunch of news. I don't know if I would categorize this as a bunch of news. It's 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 a nice little spread. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna let you choose what's the most important. Uh, so go first. What's first? Well, um, as many of you uh, remember, um, we're getting a Nickelodeon All Star Brawl type Smash Brothers game. Um, and of course, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and April O'Neil have been announced for the game, but we didn't really have a, a solid date. They'd always said fall um, of of 2021. Well, guess what? It comes out in two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the weirdest part of all of all of this. I I can't believe how quick it's coming out. Um, it's coming out October 5th. Um, pre-order listings are up on GameStop, Best Buy probably Amazon, wherever you can find, uh, you know, your pre-orders for your physical copies. Um, and uh, I just pre-ordered my co- some copies uh, today, in fact. Let's see. And look, looking at this, this this character list, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 characters. Yeah, and there's some that haven't been announced. Yeah. Um, there's some rumors going around that like they've seen some leaked images on like Xbox or wherever, and it's showing Aang and Korra and Toph from um, Avatar uh, series. Uh, well, which... those are those are listed in this playable characters list I'm looking at. So. Oh, okay. Well, they haven't announced them yet per se. That's possible. So I can't imagine them releasing a Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl without Aang and Korra. Yeah, because that's literally one of the most popular and successful franchises for them, period. I love those shows. Yeah. Hmm. And they it's, will be doing uh, they will be doing DLC. Uh, they, they have they better be said what yet. But um of course, you know, we're we're hoping for Donatello and Raphael to be added, which is weird that they're not, but it's a, it's a, that's, that's a no brainer. It's, it's going to happen. It's got to yeah. happen. Yeah. Hmm. And they got some new videos showcasing like Leonardo and April and stuff. And you can find that out there. It looks pretty great seeing all their moves and stuff. And, it, and a lot of the moves kind of throw back to some of the stuff in tournament fighter, uh, on super Nintendo, which is really cool. Okay. All right. All right. That what that, that's not what I had in mind when I was thinking the big news, but hey, you know I let you when I hand the reins over to you, I have to be okay with whatever you you say is important. Well, I'm I, I wanted to lead with that since it was short. This other one, this other one is is is, is quite the beefy baby. Okay, what's next? Super Seven has announced their Wave Six of the classic, I would say revamped, um. 87 cartoon line. Uh, we've got... They're ultimate figures, I guess is what they're called. Yes. We've got five. Yeah. Well, 
I guess technically six. No, mm-hmm. five. Sorry, five. Yeah. Yeah, five. First up is my boy, Ace Duck. Ace Duck. Yeah, yeah, that, that Ace Duck looks good. He looks amazing. And let's note that he has an interchangeable head that has a cigar, because, yeah. Because um, these aren't toys. Right. <laughs> Next up is Sewer Surfer Mike. Which that's that's again another Playmates figure that they're just redoing. Yeah, I wonder if Playmates is making any money off of these. I probably not. They've got to be. I don't know. Because Playmates designed all of these these figures. I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> Perhaps. It's, hey, could... if there's anyone from Playmates or Super Seven listening, reach out and let us know how does this work. Yeah, like, or we could approach them and like, hey, we want to interview you guys. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, because because um, because if Playmates is not getting any any scratch here, <laughs> pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, because our next figure is Scratch. Yeah, yeah. Now, to my knowledge, I don't remember him. He's he wasn't in the cartoon, was he? I don't think so. Or was he in the video game? The, I, video I, the only I only remember him from the figure line. Okay. But I could be wrong. Again, folks, thirty something years of turtle stuff. We're not going to remember all of it, so you got to bear with us. Um, but we do our best. Um, now I do remember hearing that wasn't this figure kind of hard to find when it came out originally? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, from the Turtlepedia, it says, quote. Uh, the character is best known for having one of the most sought-after sought action figures in the franchise's history. Mm. Yeah. See, that I remember, folks. you got to give me that one. Yeah. Uh, th- also, uh, if we're talking about the Turtlepedia, there's not any there, – there's no reference of him being in any cartoons. Okay. Uh, but he was in the 1987 video game. Okay. Or – no, he wasn't. Not 87. He was in something. He was the first boss in Radical Rescue. So in the Game Boy game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Next up after Scratch is probably the one that I'm most excited about since Metalhead, which I still need to get. Um, We're getting a new version of Slash. That Slash looks cool. It looks really, really cool. All different hands and multiple weapons he basically has all the turtles weapons practically <laughs> yeah he does um i really really like that i still have my original figure of course um and he's in perfect shape um that was definitely one of my favorite toys yeah 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 like the the, the original slash figure is one of the better figures from the early run of, of yeah. the turtles so yeah it, it's it's cool to see this this ultimate version of it and it, it like they really capture slash's idiocy yeah in this sculpt i really like it yeah <laughs> and last but not least uh a pack of mousers let's talk about wh- how good this is yeah do you know how how many times fans have complained and complained and complained that 
they the, the toy companies were not releasing Mausers. Yeah, we got what the 87 series got uh, toy line got what the the wind up and that the big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had that, but I was like, wow, this thing is way too big. But again, choking hazard for the children. You don't want them eating that stuff. Um, but this is for adults. But don't give me that. Like hey. every every single action figure that they sold had weapons that were choke that they could choke on. Well, that is true. But this could actually get lodged in your throat. Unlike a unlike a, a, a what a, a nunchuck. A throwing so oh, they just swallow their iron down. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. Um, there there was a NECA pack of of three Mausers. Yeah. Way back in 2008 or 2009, one of those two years. But they, they like they weren't really widely available. I believe they were a Comic Con exclusive, so yeah. you were lucky to get your hands on them. And if you're working on it, like any kind of diorama with with uh, what's his name, Baxter Stockman, you're gonna want at least twenty to forty Mausers, right? Yeah. So what? Like, why aren't they just mass producing these things? I don't know, but they look great. You got some battle damage versions, and you got pristine ones, and they come with two turtles and <laughs> Rambo Splinter. <laughs> kind of what he looks like. baby turtles. <laughs> Yeah, so, the accessories are kind of weird, but you know what? Like, I guess I'll it's fine. take it. I'll take it. Uh, there was also a seven-pack of Mausers for the uh, Nickelodeon show. Oh wow! Yeah, but I never, ever, ever saw those things in stores. Uh, I remember seeing. I remember seeing those at Target. Oh, I did not. I never ever saw those. Mm. But yeah, NECA needs to do some more Mausers. I dig that Super 7's doing them. I don't know if I like the design, but I don't know I if do. I like any of the Super 7 designs. Except uh, for, like, you know, a, one, a few here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I get you Ace Duck for your birthday. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I'll do it. <laughs> Funny and thing about my birthday is I don't have one. How about that? Okay, sure. <laughs> He was Let's just immaculately on. conceived. What is our next topic? Um. Oh. Uh. So this is news that we. It it, it was announced a little while ago, but I was just now stumbled upon it. Is that Krang? Xing, tie-in. I don't know what that means. Is coming to Smite on October fourteenth as a Prime Game Award. Oh, yeah, this builds on the the TMNT stuff that was already in in Smite. Yeah, I still haven't played it. Uh, yeah, we had we had Reed on for a, a small segment to tell us what it's about. It's definitely not my kind of game, but hey, like if you're yeah. if you're a Smite dude, Krang's there now. Yeah, or he will be in o- October. No, oh, okay, okay. So so October is the release date on that. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, let's keep it on the video game train. The artwork for it looks phenomenal. Like, I'm like, can we get that in a movie, please? Hmm. I, I don't even know if I've seen the artwork. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. Let's let, let's talk about more video game news. More video game news. If, if you consider mobile games video games. Eh, not really. 
Oh. Oh, I have a whole generation of children who disagree with you. Uh, it's something to keep them occupied and out of their parents' hair. That's that's it. How and is, how is that I'm, not what video games have always been? Eh. <laughs> eh. Something quick and easy. Mobile games. What is it? We've got... Okay, it's out now, apparently. It's a TMNT version of Jetpack Joyride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if if, you know, if you're familiar with this game, Jeff, uh, but it is, it's basically like an endless runner, and you tap on the screen to make your little character's jetpack go... Yeah. And whenever he's, you know, using his jetpack, he flies to, to the top of the screen when you when he, you let go and he's not using it he floats to the bottom of the screen and you have to dodge obstacles it is very much a uh, mobile friendly game and i've played it it's not terrible but it is very derivative of a lot of those types of games yeah uh i don't know why they needed a ninja turtles like version why not you know, I, I, how did I? What did I liken it to? Like, remember back when Angry Birds did a did a, a Star Wars crossover? Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was dumb, like a lot of dumb fun. Yeah, but it just didn't make sense. Like, what is what, Angry Birds have nothing to do with Star Wars? No. Like, I I feel like the turtles should have been in something like Subway Surfer. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. You know, something a little bit more on brand. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I haven't played it. I, I might, I might download it just to just to see what it's about. But most right. mobile, mobile games are so so rife with with. Hey, collect these things and collect these things, and then you can you can buy more of them by doing this and open these chests and each these. I uh uh-uh, I don't want any of that. I just want to play your game. Yeah, yeah. So fun, fun. What's next? Uh, we've got a. Fall of Casey Jones uh, fan trailer for an upcoming yeah. fan film. I don't know if it's upcoming. Th- th- that's the thing that they're kind of cagey. Um, like the trailer for Fall of Casey Jones is on YouTube right now. It does not take any any effort to find it, and you, draw, you can go right to it. But when you look at the description of the trailer, it says that it's a proof of concept trailer for the Fall of Casey Jones. Okay. So I don't know if that's like, hey, here's what we want the movie to look like. Someone give us money. Yeah. Or we but have the money. Here is a trailer. Yeah, but technically they can't because that, you know, Nickelodeon. That well, they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Nickelodeon is probably only going to complain and start throwing lawsuits at them as if they try to make a profit from it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. No one wants to, you know, no one's going to fund a $50 million movie that they can't make money off of. Yeah. Uh, but if, if like they filmed this and someone at Nickelodeon's like, Hey, we like that. Let's make, let's give them money to actually make that. Cause that's happened a few times. Like that happened with Deadpool. Yeah. You know, uh, and eventually Ryan Reynolds got to make his Deadpool movies. Yeah. Thanks to somebody leaking it. Well, yeah. And fan outcry. Yeah, exactly. So so this proof of concept, you know, could go somewhere. It could be nothing. Uh, but it do we know who Sam Rocco is? Uh, I, I, I do not like the the trailer says that it's from the producer of the original Turtles trilogy. 
Hmm. And I don't know what that means. I don't because I don't see anyone from the original Turtles trilogy in this. Do you? No. Like I don't recall those names being, you know, listed in, you know, any IMDb or um anything like that. Yeah. I'm sure one of these had something to do with it. Let's say. And this is all all these people have only have recent stuff. Let's, I'm checking some of these. I don't know. I can't find it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure someone on here worked on the original movie in some way. They're not making it very obvious. Mm-hmm. So you watched the trailer. What'd you think of it? It's different. Like I was like, wait, what? It it th- not not in not a bad different. Um. It was. I thought it was a pretty well put together uh, trailer. Um, the the fight scenes look, you know, pretty well done. Um, it's definitely a different take, which is very interesting. It's not your same, you know, style Casey uh, Jones story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very much in in reverse, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, in reverse? What do you mean by in reverse? Well, it's like usually it's like Casey, you know, Casey's parents or, you know, whatever, you know, get, dad gets killed or, you know, or his parent, you know, or his mom's dead or whatever. And, you know, he, you know, he's getting, you know, shaped down by the dragons and, uh, you know, but this was, this was different. Like, like do we want to spoil it or do we want them yeah, to watch? Yeah, go do it. Spoil it. So, Casey was this guy's son who ended up getting killed. I thought that was his brother. Was it the brother? Yeah, because in the in the trailer he says this is for my brother. Oh, okay. Well, I stand. It was like his kid brother. Okay. Well, just scratch that. Um. (laughs) Well, like the the thing is, the trailer is not completely like transparent on what exactly. The, the the brother was getting into like was the brother just a hockey player yeah was the brother trying to be a vigilante and the older brother is now taking his place like it, it's 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 not very clear and uh we have to talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to this trailer and that is that casey jones is african-american yeah which that's a, obviously a, that's a big change mm-hmm. um I have no issues with Casey Jones being a black dude. Like the, the like the more we understand that you can just change the race of a char- of a character and it'd be fine, the better we're gonna be going forward. Right. I do have some concerns though, uh, not with the, the 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 race swap, but with social implications. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a little bit of soapbox here. This obviously is not a political podcast. I'm not talking about politics, but a lot of modern stories about African-American men are very careful not to play into stereotypes of African-American men. Right. Uh, One of those, uh, one of the most negative stereotypes that has, 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 has happened over the past hundred years is the stereotype of the angry black man. And, I don't know if anyone is going to throw money at a movie that is angry black man the movie. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what this would be. He he even goes into in this trailer. He he talks about, you know, his rage and how angry all of the events of the trailer have made him. Mm-hmm. And it's all justified. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong uh, with how he's portrayed in the in, in the trailer contextually. But if we're socially trying to break the concept of all angry are all black men are angry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if feeding the public another movie that shows that stereotype is going to help that. That was a very well, uh, just nicely put. Thank you. Thank you. As I said, it's, 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 this was way better than I thought it was going to be when I watched it. Um, I do want it to happen, but I don't, don't think it will ever actually happen for a few reasons, but I'm going to put it in again. I'm going to put it in the show notes, check it out. Um, it's it, it at the very least, it's real freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the fall of Casey Jones? No, I think that pretty much does it. Cool. Cool. There's some fun cameos in that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, well, not cameos. Let me can like there's characters in that trailer that you'll recognize from yeah. Ninja Turtles. Oh, which yeah. is good to see. Yeah. Um, did you have any more news or was that it that you I had? believe I believe that's it. Um, oh no wait. I, oh no wait. There oh no a, wait. We we forgot to talk about um hang on let me pull it up here. I think I know where you're going with this. I think so. What was it? It was We have one more piece of figure news. Okay. Uh, NECA has licensed Stan Sakai's Usagi Ujimbo to be included in the uh, 80s figure line. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they announced this without even, like, having a paint job on the guy. Yeah. Which, which tells me it probably leaked somewhere, so they went ahead and just announced it. But I – this – is legitimately surprising. It is. It really is because I get that, like, you know, Stan's very protective and, and guarded, you know, of his character. And I, again, I totally understand it. Um, And so you really have to approach him like, you know, how is this, you know, what do you, you know, how is this licensing going to work? Yada, yada, yada. You know, um, will this be a, a, a great representation? And I, so far from the, the sculpt and from what I've seen, it looks fantastic. I'll hold off all judgment until we see a fully mm-hmm. painted figure. Yeah. Um, but I definitely plan on getting one of these. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Like, like we we're always talking about how how protective he is of Usagi. But I feel like he's protective of it in every way except when asked to include him in the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Because like every time that they ask him, whether it's comic book or te- television show, he's like, "All right, cool, just throw yeah. me some cash." Yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. Like I've, I this legitimately shocked me because I I was not sure when I saw the pictures I was like, oh, well then I guess they're they're making figures because of that TV show that's coming out, right? No, this is going to be a Ninja Turtles figure. Yeah. And this and this will be, uh, distinctively different from the uh the original cartoon figure oh yes 
Because that, that original cartoon figure looked nothing like he looked in the cartoon. Nope. So this is technically the first cartoon accurate uh, figure that we're getting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, the first for that series. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. That's that, that's really good news. I hate that we missed that last time. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of been on the books for a while. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeff. Well, I have a piece of news that okay. uh, kind of sprung out of nowhere the day we recorded l- uh, the last episode. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have a chance to uh, to include it in the last episode. Mirage Studios, uh, the the beloved uh, original home of the Ninja Turtles uh, that was originally owned by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird that published all of the old comic books, uh, announced a couple weeks ago that their shuttering they're closing their doors mm-hmm. permanently uh like and when we say permanently not like oh hey we're just you know we're, we're just gonna sit out for no they like dissolved all of the companies and they're not offering any type of mail to uh stuff they're not offering anything except yes. a web the, the website will remain up for archival purposes mm-hmm uh, which they don't really have to do. That's what the, you know, the Wayback Machine is for. But I did this news hit me harder than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, it took me a, a while to process it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a, a couple of things. <laughs> I didn't mention this in the What's in Sergio's box, but <laughs> I had ordered something from them literally the week before. Mm-hmm. They made this announcement. The and what it was was one of those Fugitoid figures. Yeah, one of those those uh the, the like the vacuumized metal Fugitoid figures. Because I was like, if these are gonna be rare, let me grab another one, right? Yeah. And then they're like, here, Sergio, here's your figure. We're shutting down. Two, um, this is where I ordered comic books when I really got into turtle stuff and I wanted to fill the gaps of my old uh the Archie series and I wanted to pick up all of the the old Mirage stuff. I, you know, went to the website and I placed the order. I I, I think I even mailed in a check at, at, at the time. Like, it was that long ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just knowing that, hey, you, they're, it's gone. Like, sorry, sorry. Like, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really bizarre to think that Mirage, that Mirage is just closed now. Yeah, like, I remember just going to... I think didn't was it was just NinjaTurtles.com and then didn't they link from there or couldn't you could you again it's been so long that sh- that site's just gone mm-hmm. um, couldn't you purchase stuff from there or was it an offshoot? No, it was yeah it was you could purchase it directly from Mirage. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was a, there was a store attached to the Mirage to to, to NinjaTurtles.com. Okay, so I'm remembering that right. So yeah, I purchased. The first three uh, statues from them. So I have Raphael, Leonardo, and Michelangelo, that are the recreations of the the um, up against the uh, back wall in issue one. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm missing Donatello, so I'll probably never own Donatello. Well, you weren't going to get it from them. Well, no, they, they had didn't have any of them. They, they, they had them. Oh yeah. <laughs> But not they a long time ago, but I mean, it's not yeah. like them closing down changes anything. Well, no, 
and uh, I had gotten a ton of back issues too. I think it was for volume four or three. I can't remember. They're all here somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, this was weird. No bags and boards. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> wasn't used to that. Um, but you know, I got stuff here and there from them too, and so it. And I also believe I purchased some Fugitoid figures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're somewhere uh, in a box. Um, so it is. It's it's it is really sad. Like I wish I'd gotten some more stuff from like a couple of hats and stuff, but um, it's the end of an era. Like this really puts, and I hate to say it, but just like you know, a nail in the coffin that the brand is 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 100 you know corporate uh, there's still a uh, 99.9 like like technically legally speaking peter laird still has the rights to print up to 10 books a year yeah but that is only peter laird like he can't bequeath that that to anyone he can't you know sign that over to anyone else like he's got to write them himself yeah. And publish them himself, which without Mirage Publishing Incorporated, which is now dissolved, it's infinitely harder for him to do that. But, you know, I'm sure if he wanted to do them, he would reach out to IDW and say, hey, oh, yeah. I've, got, I've got this, you know. But the thing is, he, has, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But but yeah, like if, if we ever thought volume four might be finished, this hints that it may be it may actually be finished. It would be nice if he's already had it done. I doubt it. But oh, again, he definitely did not. Having that closure would be really, really nice. Yeah. So R.I.P. the Mirage Group. Yeah. Uh, and like conversely, like, thank you. Yeah. Like I before the buyout, um, I'd actually gotten to meet all of them at a. I think it was Heroes Con in North Carolina, I think, South Carolina. It was one of the Carolinas. Yeah. And you don't want to know how much money I spent there. Um, <laughs> I was I was at their table every day just talking to them, having a great time, getting artwork drawn, things signed, um, all kinds of fantastic stuff. And so that was that's definitely cemented into my – my memories and it was it was one of the best moments um yeah. i've ever had at a convention so from both sergio and i thank you so much for everything that you've done for us and um you're still with us even though you're you know you guys have shut down <laughs> yeah this, no no one died so no everybody's still around you know <laughs> peter laird's looking more like uh somebody from D- dynasty uh, these days, last time I checked, but uh, at first I thought it was like, oh, here's a picture of Uncle Cy. I was like, wait, 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 that's Peter Laird? What? He's got all this cash, can't afford a haircut. Yep, he's got a, <laughs> uh, grow a ZZ, grown a ZZ Top beard. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. That does it for news. We're gonna jump into our main topic, but first, how about a break? Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktail. Hey, everybody. It's Sergio from Reality Breached. Our team is excited to share with you our newest podcast limited series, Debriefing and Cocktails, our official 007 podcast. 
From tropes to theme songs, we break down every single James Bond film, culminating with the long-awaited new movie, No Time to Die. Subscribe to Debriefing and Cocktails today via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. Visit realitybreached.com for more details. And we're back. Uh, all right. So, so Jeff, what are we talking about this time? What's our main topic? We are diving back in to the IDW comic series. I have been so waiting to jump back into this series. You've been waiting. Yeah, yeah. Because because it's it, it we, we we're literally reading through like the meat of this series, and and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, however, you, you know, we, we, we kind of scaled back the number of issues that we're reading every time we have to do these episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. And with us only reading eight, I don't feel like we're going through this fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can up the game because usually like the, it's the Mirage books that are so freaking word heavy. That's um, true. That's but true. these are what about 24, 27, maybe 27 pages. Yeah. So we can up that count next time because I did I not want to stop reading. Yeah, yeah. So so we we read issues 33, 34, 35, 36, uh, and the Turtles in Time miniseries, which is a four-issue miniseries. Uh, and as much as I want to get to the you know the continuity of this 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 series, I'm disappointed that we read Turtles in Time because there's not much like bleed over. When it comes to continuity in that in that book, I noticed like it's I mean, cool. I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I read it, but I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess let's let's jump in. So uh, the, the first thing we got to cover is number tw- uh, 33. OK, issue 33 is it's a heavy one. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of dialogue. It's got uh, a lot of plots happening all at once uh, but i'm gonna try to go through them as quickly as possible right okay so uh this book takes place following the events of the northampton arc is that correct yes yes it does turtles are back in new york uh and they're just kind of out you know doing their training and they stop a robbery right uh the Shredder is growing his his influence throughout the, the, the city of New York, and he's talking to Hun, who, of course, is the leader of the Purple Dragons. Uh, he's pleased with what the dragons are doing, but uh, t- tells Hun he has to address his son. His son, of course, being Casey Jones. Uh, Casey Jones is kind of a thorn in Shredder's side, uh, and Shredder basically left him for dead. The Turtles, of course, took him to the hospital, and he lived but the shredder's like hun you're good but you got to do something about your kid <laughs> much like uh, doc brown we got to do something about your kids marty yeah. uh april and casey's relationship is 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 moving uh but casey's uncertain if he is you know wants to go back to college or what he's going to be doing with his future he he's 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 very there's a lot of uncertainty around that uh the turtles uh, they are looking to do two things they're looking to uh basically attack the utrams or attack krang on burno island or take care of krang on burno island and also take care of the foot clan who is taking over new york city 
Donatello and April decide, you know what, we're going, we need to talk to someone who can help us deal with this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't do it in this issue, but they're going to talk to Harold. We know who Harold is. Casey, uh, he adri- he approaches not Casey. Hun approaches Casey, and he's all like, "Look, I can make your life a you know a living hell, or I can make your life wonderful. All you have to 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 live the wonderful life and just be left alone by the Foot Clan. You have to stop hanging out with those muties and." If you really want, if you really want to live the glorious life, you can join me and we can run, you know, the 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 uh, the purple dragons. Casey's like, shove it, dad. I don't want to do that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a fight in uh, in in the bar that uh, that Angel's dad owns. And basically, Casey disowns his father and Hun disowns his son by, by the end of the the, the issue. Um, Leonardo and Splinter are having a discussion about who they think they should go after first, because at least I think that's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Or is that in the next issue? That's in the next issue. What do they talk about there? It's It's the next issue. Yeah, it's the next issue. It's just kind of a checking in wellness, like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah. So so there's a lot of, as I said, there's a lot of exposition, a lot of character development here. Uh, relationships are destroyed. Relationships are built. This this is the kind of story that this that this series has come to be known for after their big like action sequence or their big climax at the end of the the, the last arc. They usually have a level setting issue that is like, all right, here's the characters, here's where they are, here's what they're working on, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah. What did you think about it? I again, I'm not going to have a lot of bad stuff to say about any of these issues. It's, <laughs> you know, and it it sounds like I'm being fan service here, folks, but I'm not. Like when this stuff is really well written, and it's 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 obviously given a lot of love and care. Um, seeing, you know, Leo talk to Splinter like, hey, how are you doing? How are you, you know, how are you, you know, getting reacclimated, you know, post those traumatic events and stuff? That's a nice touch. And then the whole Hun-Casey exchange, man, that was just, I mean, it was intense. It, it really was. I mean, it was very emotional, and you just – you don't really seem to grasp how much of a threat and a beast that Hun is. I, I would say he's definitely the best version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best version of Hun is this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because you have that – one, he's just an absolute tank. And it is just ruling everything and then or well on his way to. And then you have the emotional attachment with Casey, which I think it just lends itself so much more to the story than just like, oh, hey, I burned down your dad's shop. You know, you can fight me now. It just this carries more weight to it. It really does. Hun is just not some dude. Yeah. 
uh, and to, to introduce his character as Casey's dad before revealing that he's he's hun was a brilliant move. Man, and, like and, that was spoiler alert, folks. Well, um, that, ha- that that happened a few episodes, like uh, for those who aren't are keeping up, you know. Uh, maybe not. Them, that was a huge shocker. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it was a huge shocker, but this right here is basically them reaping what they sow. Like they, they're benefiting with this story from that awesome reveal. Yes. So, I, I, I me too. I, I don't have really any complaints here. There, there's not very much not like turtles action in this one. No. There's not very much action at all. Like there's action at the opening sequence, but. Other than that, it's just kind of a let's check on everything. Yeah, and it's definitely fine, and it's yeah. you're you're engaged the whole time. Um, I thought it was interesting, like you know, they're both Casey and his dad are having to make this choice, and you can see the regret in Casey's dad's eyes, but you know he's somebody. Instead of being just a washed up drunk and a failure, and I, I can I can see it on both sides. I'm not taking one side or the other. Well, I'm, I would be more for Casey, of course, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but when he decides, like like one of the last panels of the issue, you see him with a picture of him and Casey, and he just crumbles it up and starts walking away, and then that's when he decided to be Hunman no more. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible Spider-Man joke. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> I, I was going to let you marinate in how bad that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, again, this this is just a yet another issue of fantastic storytelling. Yeah. From the from the the IDW team. Are you ready to move to to thirty four, or you got any like nuggets? I think that's about it. Okay, issue number thirty four. It's a big issue. For you, it's a huge issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, the issue starts off with Donatello, uh, April, and Angel. Technically, Casey's there, but he doesn't join them. Uh, they visit Harold. Harold Lilja? 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 Well, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a Kirby fan. Kirby fan, yeah. Uh, Donatello's friend from the Donatello Micro. We've seen him a few times. uh, But this this is them approaching him saying, hey, we got this big war on two fronts that we have to fight. We need your help building a transmat. Uh, And they had to explain to him what a transmat was. They had to explain to him what a technodrome was. They had to explain to him all kinds of stuff. Because he's just delightfully out of the loop. He's a shut-in. He's a shut-in. He's a shut-in genius, right? Uh, so there's a, just an adorable exchange that's like four pages long with Donatello trying to convince Harold to help, right? Yeah. Uh, during that four-page exchange, we come across like this armored suit that Angel is like, hey, bro, what's this? I don't want to give that away. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil that. No, we're going to spoil. We always spoil everything, Jeff. Everything. We're everything, man. This is that's what happens here. (sighs) Sometimes we don't. 
We always do. Not always. This book is literally eight years old. Well, that's fine. Let's keep it moving. Um, okay. Yeah, they they come across this armored suit, uh, and and they ask about it like, what's this? It's impressive. It's cool. And he start, you know, Harold starts talking about all these uh, features that it has and uh, how it hasn't been tested and you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, but as they're doing that, Angel uncovers another one of Harold's experiments that is a like a three and a half to four foot tall robotic turtle. Oh yeah. Uh, that they very promptly name what metalhead metalhead. That is correct. Yeah. So the, this, this is the introduction of metalhead in the, the IDW, um, continuity. And he looks really good. Like Mateus Santaloco did the, did these, these, these two past issues and the art has been popping. I love his art so much. Like yeah. I got my top three, but I'll save that. <laughs> okay. Um, Leonardo and Splinter uh, get deep deeper into their conversation about uh, what the future of the turtles looks like. And the future is one of two things. It's like, we're either going to, to fight the Krang or, or not the Krang. We're going we're gonna to fight Krang at the Technodrome, or we're going to fight this, the, the, uh, the foot clan with shredder and the shredder seems like the obvious answer for splinter but leonardo's like donatello makes a great point the technodrome could destroy the world yeah we don't know the time frame on it but it is the bigger threat so 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 th- th- there starts to be some tension between splinter and leonardo or Spl- splinter and the turtles in general because they're not just conforming to his ideas which is interesting it's a very teenage thing yeah yeah like like that that is very much playing up the teenage aspect of the characters so harold harold explains to 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 everyone why he made a, a metal turtle and basically he was impressed at donatello's like physical abilities and he was like a lot of that is because he's shaped like a turtle so i'm gonna build a robot that's that shape and you know it'll be a, a cool little battle tank thing and as usual metalhead goes haywire mm-hmm. because the, he hadn't you know hadn't been properly tested or even finished uh, and he starts targeting everyone in the room and they have to attack it hit it with a chair and like he like metalhead does a number on uh harold's harold's uh Laugh. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that could stop him was Angel, like, very quickly, almost too quick, sl- like, slipping on Harold's body armor suit and starts just attacking him. Mm-hmm. He in- ends up disabling him, knocks him into a corner, and then uh, basically stands in front and says, look, I know what I'm doing here. And when they and, and when Harold's like, what's your name again? Because he had been making fun of her the entire time. What was he calling her? Like preschool? Yeah. 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 Uh, and she refers to herself as I'm nobody. So what the what, what the reveal in this ish, issue is, is that Angel is the new nobody. Nobody, of course, being the old character from the Mirage continuity uh, that was a cop. In costume as a superhero. Mm-hmm. This is 
Angel, an established character that is now going to wear body armor and be able to fight and you know on the level of the turtles because now she's basically a superhero. I was shocked. <laughs> I knew you would be. I knew it. Because you know how much I love that character. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm perfectly okay with this. I just hope that like some of the original aesthetics kind of like make their way in. Um, I don't like, know as far as designs and stuff, you know, or whatever. Like you know, because it'll be evolving. But yeah, yeah. Like they do. This is not the last we see of her. Like she, like Angel as as uh, nobody, is quite a quite a force moving forward. Okay. And, and well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to some more of that. But th- this reveal is a really, really good one. Yes. Uh, the the issue closes with a scientist who just got fired from um, Stockgen is talking on the phone with her mom, and she's all like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a job." Blah 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 blah. Uh, no one wants to hire me. This 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 and that. And uh, her name's Lindsay, by the way. Uh, she is then approached by Slash. And old Hob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, hey, we're going to give you a job. Now, Hob has a gun pulled on her, so she didn't have much of a choice. Right. But they do need her talents for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. So that's how it in- ends. So not only do the turtles have uh, – th- they have to deal with Krang. They also have to deal with Shredder. And now it's becoming obvious that at some point they have to deal with Hob. Yeah, because Hob is is doing his own magic, uh, and that comes up in the next few issues. What did you think about issue sixty? Or I'm sorry, thirty four. I just had a big, huge grin on my face the entire time. <laughs> I absolutely love this issue. This might be my favorite. Out of really? All. Uh, so well, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mate- like you said, Mateus's art is just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and share my top three. Um, Sophie Campbell's always going to be my number one. Always. Okay. Just because she just commands the just, just perfection in in every issue that she does. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Mateus is number two, and then Ben Bates would be number three. Really? I yep. That's crazy. Is my top three would be the same, except I'd put Mateus as number one, Ben okay. Bates number two, okay, and Sophie number three. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like all three, we, we get to talk about all three of those in this run of comics that we're reading. So yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, I. Really like this version of Metalhead. I really like this version of Nobody. Uh, th- this issue is just yet another issue with a reveal that you don't see coming. Yeah. Multiple reveals that you don't see coming. Looking at the cover of this book, you there's nothing telling you, hey, this is going to be a Metalhead book. Yeah. Unless, of course, you got one of the variants. But if you're looking at the cover A... There's no, there's not even a hint that hey, this is Metalhead. Metalhead's coming. Not at all. And then the, the reveal was a proper full page reveal, which I'm yeah. so glad they did. Me too. Um, and when, you know when those action beats start up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got full on Cyclops, optic blast. <laughs> <laughs> 
freaking abilities, which is amazing. Um, he's basically a transformer at this point. He can like morph his arms into weapons, and he can actually turn into a freaking. I want to say a mini turtle SUV thing. It's like a little tank. Yeah, a little tank. It's got a tank. spoiler and everything. Yeah, so I was like, that's really freaking dope. Like, I need that action figure now. Because we were supposed to get one. The turtle van was supposed to turn into Metalhead. Oh, yeah, that's true. Never freaking got it. I'm still salty. Yeah, uh, I... Again, yeah, another issue that knows exactly what to pull from. It knows exactly what Mirage continuity is important. And they know to graft it onto a character they already have. Uh, they know that Metalhead is a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. So they have to bring Metalhead in, and they do it using Harold, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I so, know he plays a big role much later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Metalhead be- becomes a big deal. Um, and the the seamless way that they're grafting all these old characters onto a sto- the story they're already telling like it doesn't get better than this yeah it truly does not when it comes to turtle stuff what nuggets do you have for thir- number 34 uh, let's see here you don't really have any nuggets um per se I didn't really find any um I did really like the exchange between Leonardo and and Splinter because we're not used to seeing that like wait why are you questioning my methods why are you questioning my plan you know and that's that's refreshing to see instead of it just being they they very much subvert your expectations if you're expecting it to be mm-hmm. one way I'm like wait it's not wait what okay yeah. yeah and I like that okay let's let's go ahead and jump to 35 issue 35 uh, the turtles have split up. Uh, Raphael and Michelangelo uh, decide they're going to uh, try to convince Hob and his crew uh, to join their their fight against all of the you know the bad guys they have to they have to face because Hob has come in handy in the past. Uh, they don't quite see him as a hero, but he's definitely not definitely not like the most villainous of villains. Kind of an anti-hero at this point because yeah. he's very much fighting for the rights of mutants. Almost, almost a Magneto type role. Yeah. Um, they they approach his apartment. Or they 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 pick up a pizza from Woody, and we'll talk about Woody a bit later. Uh, and Casey Jones is visiting his mom's grave, uh, and basically so he can apologize to her for not watching out over you know over his dad because she he he kind of promised her to do that. Uh, at the grave, he's met by. Hun and a crew of purple dragons because Casey is predictable and they can easily find him there because he's kind of emo right now. That's where Casey goes when he's emo. Uh, Raphael and Michelangelo approach Hobbs' apartment, which Hobb lives in an apartment. That's weird for to me. He's a mutant cat. Like, does he have to pay rent? How does this work? I'm I'm very confused <laughs> as as well. Uh. When they get there, they, they you know, they, they bring a peace offering and then immediately realize, wait a minute, they kidnapped this poor lady <laughs> and there's a mutant pigeon. <laughs> but not just any mutant pigeon. Pigeon Pete. 
from the 80s cartoon. Yes. But he wasn't a mutant. He was just Michelangelo's kind of sometimes pet bird. Yeah, like, like they don't really go much into his backstory in this book. They just basically reveal that he's an idiot. But that one panel where he has a gun and he's like, hi, I'm Pete. And it, and Lindsay is tied up is hilarious. It is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen because he has like pigeon man hands. Uh-huh. Ugh. And he's he's a he's a bird with teeth. Oh, God. It just... <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. That's the next action figure. Bird Kids with teeth. <laughs> oh. um, Casey and Hun uh, exchange words, and then they exchange fists because that's what they do. Um, Casey, of course, is not going to back down from a fight, even if he is outnumbered seven to one. No. And he just gets the crap kicked out of him. The Michelangelo and Raphael conversation with Hob and Pigeon Pete, uh, the, basically – Hop is saying I need Lindsay to you know help me with with genetic engineering and stuff because I actually have some some mutagen and I have uh, some of your dad's blood and we're going to better you know hu- uh, mutant kind uh, and and we're stop gonna you know we're not gonna be experimented on anymore we're, we're going to take the power from the humans and she's gonna help and the turtles are like you can't just hold a have a hostage like you can't do this. And so there's there's a long conversation about all of this in Hobbs apartment. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Casey, the Casey and Hun fight gets broken up by the one and only nobody mm-hmm. in like a full on mask. Uh, she's talking to Harold over the phone or not over the phone, but like, you know, in like a headset because she was out testing the testing the equipment when she came across. Uh, Hun and, and uh, Casey, and that was that. That's a her and Harold's relationship about this stupid powered suit is hilarious to me. Yes, because it's 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 very much like a Marty McFly Doc Brown relationship. One is yeah. extremely young and ready to use stuff and excited to do this, and the other person is like, "No, you're gonna break something," or "No, you're going to destroy the." time continuum you know yeah 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 it's 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 a fun little back and forth between them uh she basically beats the crap out of all the the um purple dragons and escapes with casey back at the apartment slash grabs the vial of splinter's blood and squirts it into his blood and turns from dumb slash into smart slash yeah uh, he's still huge and intimidating and scary, but now he's smart. So what that you know, and and that of course uh, proves that Lindsay was right all along because she always said that the psychotropic uh, part of the mutagen that was in Splinter's blood is kind of the key to stabilizing everything. Mm-hmm. And now that she realizes that she was right, she's kind of on board. She kind of wants to do this. Yeah. Uh, and Lindsay, her character is around for a while, just so you know. Like, this isn't just one of those throwaway characters. Okay. Um, and then it, it ends with 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 Angel and uh, Casey having a chat on the roof about doing something, doing something right, doing something that is good, you know. Uh, 
uh, you got to rise above all of these things that you're emo about and just do something for yourself and do something for the betterment of the situation. Um, and, ju- and more importantly, just letting him know he's not alone. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, the 35? Man. Okay. So the first thing that stood out to me was how excited Slash was for pizza. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's literally one of the first things, uh, one of the first pages, uh, not one of the first first pages, but you get there. And it's like, pizza! I was like, oh my gosh! That's that's how excited I get for pizza. Breaking people's doors down. (laughs) This is one of my favorite moments, and it's like that exchange with him and Mikey you know that it's just like it's the, it's the association with Mikey friend he has food <laughs> it's very much like that that pet relationship like hey human feed me yeah you know but it you know it's great it's great i really i really really like that and again it just it builds on more character development just going forward um Pete freaked me out um didn't expect that Got those weird cracked out looking eyes, just like pigeons do. I love pigeons, and I love Pigeon Pete. Really? I really do. I thought you would, of all people, would hate pigeons. No, I love pigeons. They're like they're just so dumb and funny looking, and they don't care. Like they don't care if you're a human and you're in their way or near them. They're just gonna they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Pigeons are cool. Okay, okay. But I do like birds, so. Oh, oh, gosh. I didn't think there was anything that you love besides, you know, I don't know. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> Loves birds. Thought he would hate birds. Nah. Have I told you about owning a duck? I had a duck for a while. What? That's a different story. Keep keep going, keep going. Oh, the, 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 the duck's name was not Ace. Oh, man. That's my dog's name. Oh, it's close. It's close. Seeing Slash take Splinter, the vial of um, Splinter's blood from Lindsay, it's just like he wants to be like Michelangelo. That's the reason he took it, which I thought was was great because again, there's that relationship. It's like how much you know he likes Mikey, which is cool, but not before we have kind of like that that leatherhead moment of like, Hey, mention the Krang and he'll fling you around the room, mm-hmm. uh, moment, uh, which they, he, he does a number on him for a minute. And then of course, you know, he's like, Oh, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he has like a proper British, you know, accent. Oh, I do apologize for that old man. You know, <laughs> which is I, I'll accept that. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see going forward how different he becomes. Agreed. Agreed. I'm there, I'm there for it. Um, I I enjoy this this issue because I enjoy all of these issues, but it, it's it's very much a continuation of the previous one. You know, we we laid the groundwork here. Here's 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 how we're going to use nobody immediately. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make you wait five issues. We're not going to create this character and then put her in a closet. Like she's going to be useful the next time you open a book. Yeah. Um. Same thing with the, the Hun stuff. Like 
the the hun stuff not hun the hob stuff like the, the the cliffhanger in the last issue was they them kidnapping Lindsay and this issue is with the payoff like we didn't have to wait it, it's it's not it's 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 a very tightly crafted story and yeah and and I do love love that about it yeah I'm ready to move to 36 let's do okay issue 36 so this is all four of these issues are quite full of just fantastic reveals mm-hmm. just reveal after reveal after reveal and 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 the, the the cliffhanger in this one i hate that you didn't get to read the next issue <laughs> i'm kind of hating that too <laughs> all right so this one starts off with the rat king talking about basically rat king stuff we'll get to that in a minute uh, leo and 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 splinter are still talking about who are we going to attack first you know how do we handle this and it's 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 turned into quite you know a, an ordeal between the two right casey is looking uh is is looking for closure looking for you know somewhere to go someone to to talk to something basically he's t- trying to find himself he stumbles upon april's parents now, mind you, April's dad has been cured of his whatever he had. Uh, he was cured by the mutagens. Was it scurvy? No, it wasn't scurvy. Oh. And he wasn't a like he wasn't a bat. No. No, that was that's a different series. Although he almost gets a bat. He almost gets yeah <laughs> gets a bat to the face. Uh, yeah, they meet up with Casey. Casey explains to him what kind of what's going on, and they offer to let him, you know, come in and, and hang out at, at a. Uh, Do they offer to let him live at second time around, or? Um, I don't know about live, but basically work there with him. Well, he was pretty banged up, so it's like you know his mom, April's mom's like, hey, come in, let's let's fix you up. Yeah, yeah, because because they've they've moved back to the city to reopen second time around because now that he's not sick, they can do that. Um, Splinter and Leo are traveling through the sewer and they're approached by the Rat King. Uh, the Rat King then goes on this weird mystical journey with them, uh, expl- basically explaining the Pantheon. The Pantheon is not something that we have seen before, but it's a new concept in Ninja Turtles lore that was introduced in IDW. We've mm-hmm. seen Kitsune. In this issue, uh, you know, Rat King tells Leo and Splinter that my sister is Kitsune, and we are basically these ancient godlike creatures who have who are immortal and use humans and other creatures as pawns in a chessboard uh, on a basically a game that we've been playing for centuries, and. That's who the Rat King is in IDW. Like that's that that is very much what you know the story they tell with him over and over and over. They he sends both characters into these hallucinogenic states uh, where Leo is bad again and attacks Splinter and and and, and Splinter turns on on Leo and they're like fighting each other even though it's all in their head and basically the Rat King shows up to show them what he can do. 
and basically says that you haven't seen the last of me. You guys are special. I've never seen anything like you in the, you know, in, in my life, you're going to be very useful in these Pantheon games, but he's very cagey. Like he doesn't say exactly what that means. He doesn't, he doesn't give you pretty much any other names of his other siblings, but he just establishes this is what it is. Welcome to the game. Yeah. Which is inherently fascinating, exciting, because we we already have three other conflicts going on. And this one is immediately just, I'm here, put me on the back burner, but don't forget about me. I'm important, is what this is what this whole issue is. Yeah. And I dig it. Uh, the end of it, the end of the issue is just one page, and it is the promise of Shredder meeting Krang. Yeah. Uh, and that's the cliffhanger that I was referring to before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I again, I kind of hate that you don't get to read that yet. <laughs> well, we could always bump it up in the schedule. We could, and I'm thinking about it, but it's like, that's a, that's a fun exchange. Um, and b- basically they're just meeting to see if, b- b- to find out if they're enemies or not, which is cool. You know, it's like, Hey, we both hate the turtles. What up? Yeah. And we'll get to what that means. Uh, what did you think of 36? Man, when I saw the freaking vampire Ozzy Osbourne guy show up. The vampire Ozzy Osbourne guy? The Rat King? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe Eddie from Iron Maiden, too. Like, there's still, I guess, like a nice, weird mixture of things. Um, yeah, he's real metal. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of Pied Piper. Um, Im- it, there's a lot of Pied Piper imagery in, in, in this. Uh, it, it really kind of pulls from every version of the Rat King that we've seen. Except I don't ever remember any of them eating a whole rat live. True, true. But if you think about like the Rat King in City at War was all about eating rats. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's like, eat that rat or you're going to die. Do you think for a second he would not eat you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of the, the the crazy part about this rat king is it's 100% on brand. Oh yeah. Like nothing about this rat king seems weird except that we've never seen him before. I don't know, man. He looks freaky vampire dude, man. I mean, just, He's definitely the most grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I dig it. Very, you know, again, it's very Nosferatu type, you know, looking <laughs> freaky mummy guy. I mean, it's it's, it's all of it. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you know, put that any other way. Yeah. Um, but I very much it it kind of reminds me of scarecrow in a way from from batman where he's just kind of manipulating their minds yeah absolutely this is Um, i i I can give you that yeah and you know uh of course of course you know he doesn't have fear gas but he has you know something you know like mental type powers or whatever um which i i like that the the psychological struggle 
of course, just fresh off like, you know, Leo getting back, kind of getting his mind right and getting in there. And when, you know, first you go Splinter, we see Splinter versus Leo and then vice versa. And Leo's like, no, you're not doing this to me again. I really, I really, really liked that a lot. Um, and the, oh God, they're just the huge panels. Like there's two full pages. Mm-hmm. It's one big beautiful page for both when when the uh, Leo uh, Splinter versus Leo and Leo versus Splinter. Yep. Oh, it's just it's just beautiful and those colors. I love in the Leo fight where it's um kind of like a bluish tone to the entire panel. Yep. It's very subtle, but it's really really cool. And again, just the command of presence of colors and just you know. Uh, Mateus just does continues to do an incredible job. Um, on well, it should be noted that he doesn't do colors. Okay, he does. He does the, the like the pencils and inks and whatnot, and then Rhonda Patter, Patterson does colors. Okay, I yeah, stand been, corrected. Yeah, she's I'm been fine. doing she's been doing colors on it for years. She's very okay. good. She's very well, good. I stand corrected. Well, she is fantastic too. Yeah, it's a great team. Great team. Um, I, I'm so glad I had, I had never told you with, about the Pantheon prior to this. Yeah. Because there's so much fun coming in Pantheon stories because we do get to meet the Rat King's other siblings. Oh, cool. And all of them are tremendously different from each other. Oh, great. Another weird family. Yeah, yeah, and some of them are new characters. Some of them are characters from uh, other versions of Turtles. Like, it's it's a wholly new concept. Oh, tell me one of them is Vernon. It's not Vernon. <laughs> it's a wholly new concept, but it pulls from the right areas of Ninja Turtles. And because they deal with mystic stuff all the time, or they've dealt with mystic stuff before, it doesn't seem out of place. Well, that's good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's real cool. So these four issues, they don't answer any questions. No. All they do is tee up excitement after excitement after excitement and only leave you with a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> sorry about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, when we cover issue 37, I think I think you might start getting some closure here and there, but okay. we'll get there. Uh, do you have anything else for 36 before we move on to Turtles in Time? Um, no. All right, Jeff, it's time for Turtles in Time. Yeah. Number one. So before we can even start talking about this book, we have to explain that we met Renette's character in the annual that was written by Kevin Eastman. I believe that was actually the last time we recorded, right? I believe so. Yeah, the last time we talked about IDW, we talked about that. The thing <laughs> is that that book was delayed and didn't come out until after, I think, number one of Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. So they had to include, like, in the beginning of Turtles in Time, like a little front piece here that's like, hey, you remember that annual in 2014? Oh, wait, no, you don't, because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> but just know... He, this character will be in it, and because it's time travel, it doesn't matter. So, so, so th- they were really cheeky and cute with it. But uh, reading, yeah, reading these as they come out didn't work that well because I don't. 
I guess me being, of course, the, a Turtles guy, I knew that it was going to be Renette anyway. It was just odd. It was just real odd. Um, this one starts out with the Turtles just being in prehistoric land. Un- inexplainably, just they're there, right? Mm-hmm. They're being chased by dinosaurs, uh, and they're then approached by dinosaurs that have Utrams riding on top of them. Yep. Uh, which is real weird. Raphael gets kidnapped. Uh, the other three get chased into a cave. And they kind of just kind of chill there until the, the dinosaur loses interest. Uh, Raphael is, is, is kidnapped along with a tiny, adorable little dinosaur. After all of that, Renette shows up uh, and she's like, hey, turtles. Hey, hey, guys, it's good to see you. But there's something wrong with her time scepter and she can't really talk right. So she's talking and you can see all the words that she's saying, except for some of them. And the ones that are garbled out are the ones that kind of explain what's going on. Yeah. So she has to disappear again. And the turtles are still stuck in this uh, prehistoric time. So presumably, Renette knows what's going on. She just can't tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael makes friends with his little uh, dinosaur companion and names him Pepperoni. Fantastic name. Yes. Side note, uh, the other turtles find him and assist in breaking him out by Michelangelo learning to ride a pterodactyl-like dinosaur. Yep. Uh, And he throws rocks at all of the (laughs) Utrum equipment, breaks it, and uh, Leonardo – or I'm sorry, Raphael is freed by Donatello knocking all the the, the, – what are they called? Cages offline. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they tie up all the Utrams. Did they, did they tie up all the Yeah, they tied up all the Utrams for some reason. And then tr- uh, a transport team shows up and attacks them. Like, they come through the transport team, or comes through the transport and chase the turtles off. Uh, the turtles are like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Uh, and then the dinosaur that they previously have been running from shows up to attack the Utrams. Turtles have a great laugh in a cave. Uh, and then bloop are teleported out of prehistoric times. We then see a really like cool, like last page where, uh, they see a triceratops and they're like, I've got an idea. And we already knew that the Utrams genetically created the triceratons. Yeah. Yeah, like that was established. Well, here's where they learned, or here's where they got the idea, which is a fun little Easter egg. It is. It doesn't actually mean anything. You know, it's, it's not like they're hinting at something going forward. This is just them showing the receipts for something we already knew. Uh, yeah. What do you think of issue one of Turtles in Time? Absolutely outstanding. Oh, okay. I'm a I'm a dinosaur guy. I love dinosaurs. It's like, you know, you got sure are a dinosaur. Hey, shut up. Um, <laughs> shut up. Um, Sophie Campbell's art just shines so much in this. Like, I want a freaking animated series to look like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it so bad. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's that it's just she just hits all the right notes. 
Um, this very much felt because like because some of her other work, you know, there's there's lots of shading and other you know stuff like that. This was very much very bright, very you know animation style. Um, yeah, yeah. Saturday morning almost kind of you know feel to it. Um, which I really, I really, really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite moments is when, uh, like, the giant T-Rex-style dinosaur is, is, you know, coming after uh, Leo, uh, Don, and Mike. And Mike, he's like, ah, I got this. And he throws fruit at it, and it just boops on his nose. And just the look from three panels on the on the t-rex's face is just <laughs> there's so much personality I'm like like really did you really just did that i was like okay he's like i'm gonna go eat you now <laughs> again she just brings so much heart and personality into everything that she does um for for all the issues uh, that she works on um yeah, yeah. and and to, to speak to that like her art differed a lot like from like the last time we saw her do anything was on uh northampton mm-hmm. and the way she draws the turtles is is a bit more childlike than 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 her her peers right yeah i feel like in this book specifically she leaned into it oh definitely a lot more than she leaned into it and then i guess that's just the tone of the book that they were trying to you know of the story they were telling because this one is a lot more light-hearted than the northampton yeah story yeah so I, maybe that was a conscious decision or maybe it was just how she drew them i don't know right well what you else can definitely got? tell she had so much fun with it um yeah. let's talk about pepperoni um okay again like i didn't i i'd never you know i didn't see anything before any of this i didn't read anything absolutely adorable Pepperoni's cute. Yep. It's so great. And then that when they when they're getting ready to bust out that one panel uh when, when after Don deactivates the cage that, that that they're in and you just see there's that dynamic shading that she's known for. Yep. And I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. the pepperoni's ready to attack." I'm like, "No, don't don't get the turtles. They're fine." Oh, no nobody to fight. Aww. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to see pepperoni fight. That would have been that would have been cool. I don't but, know. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but oh, we we haven't seen the last of pepperoni. Okay, well don't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'm just letting you know. Like, don't well, think that, that 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 you have to say goodbye to the character. Oh, good. That makes me very happy. Yeah, but um, that's as far as I'm gonna go. Okay. Well, I just I really like it. Has a a wonderful Saturday morning adventure feel to it. Um, which I'm I'm probably gonna try and track this down, uh, just so I can get it and send it to her. I'm like, please sign this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm gonna come clean. I don't really like the Turtles in Time m- miniseries at all. Really? Not because they're bad issues. Like, there's nothing wrong with this issue per se, but it kind of goes to what I was saying in the beginning. Like, the IDW series is so good at continuity at giving us stories that matter going forward that when you give us a four issue miniseries where 90% of what happens doesn't matter at all, it's just a romp 
through time, it's it, it it's hard for me to really care that much. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I yeah, totally like, get like, that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's like there's nothing wrong with this. I just like why are we doing it? More weight more weight to the story probably would have been better. But yeah. for what they are, they're they're still pretty good and entertaining stories, which at the end of the day, if you're entertained and you enjoy it, that's great. Yeah, that that, that is really all that matters. It, yeah. it's, it just feels like a miniseries that got greenlit based on its name. Yeah. Because Turtles it, in Time carries a lot of ca- – there's a lot of cachet that comes with that. Yeah. And I don't feel like they had a c- compelling story to tell to go with it. Right. A, a, a larger part of the narrative would have been a huge plus. I can get in on that. All right. Well, um, I think I've said all I, want, I needed to say. Let's jump to issue two. All right. I'm going to read through issue two. Okay. Issue two it b- it comes very dangerously close to, be- to to being an episode of What If. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the turtles, after leaving the, the prehistoric times, end up in ancient Japan. And we've already established in this continuity that Hamato Yoshi, Orokusaki, and the Turtles all lived in ancient Japan. And they were murdered by the, by the Shredder, and like all, all of that is still canon. We're still in that world, right? Mm-hmm. So when they get to this, to, to this new uh, setting, uh, they still can't talk to Renette, even though she shows up. She still isn't able to communicate exactly what's going on, so they're forced to deal with ancient Japanese people now. Well, uh, they very quickly steal some disguises so they can uh, wear their TMNT3 uh, outfits, uh, and they get into fights. They, they, they actually jump into a fight uh, to protect uh, what they didn't know at the time was their father, Hamato Yoshi, mm-hmm. which... Leads leads him to bring them into his home to where the turtles meet themselves as children. So weird. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought that was one of those 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 uh things you're not supposed to do during time travel. Yeah. Uh, but hey, let's do it. Why not? Um, it, it was also very important for the turtles to 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 be able to see their mother again. Because of course uh, she is dead in the the uh, the continuity. Yeah. And it, it'll we're also reminded that Michelangelo is the only one that can speak Japanese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets to have uh, extra moments with her because he's the only one who can actually communicate. And she hugs him, and they share a moment. It's 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 really nice. It's really nice. Um. Where this book really takes the turn is when Leonardo decides, I'm going to go kill the Shredder because we all know he's going to come kill us and our father and our mother. Like, he's going to bring nothing but death to our family. Let's go take care of him before he does that. Uh, and he and and basically Raphael has to stop him uh, because he was going to cause Quite some, you know, quite a lot of damage to the time, the, the time stream. If he were to actually kill the Shredder, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if there's much else when it comes to story. There's uh, really not. There, there really isn't. There was an epilogue. So, 
so there's an epilogue that suggests that the reason Saki kills Yoshi is because the Foot Clan was quote unquote attacked by demons, those demons being the turtles. Mm-hmm. So they, by coming back in time, they ensured their own death would happen the way it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of a, kind of a snake eating, a eating its own tail situation. Right. You know, like the Terminator, like John Connor would not be born unless the, 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 uh, the rope, the, the machines send a machine back to kill John Connor's mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a paradox, but it's cool that they threw it in there as the epilogue. What'd you think of this one? I I enjoyed this one just you know I you know I'm 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 a bit of a Japan nut and I love Japanese culture I love you know all in samurai movies and you know all that stuff um, ninja films all that you know all the everything um, the art is interesting it's not my favorite mm-hmm. um, I don't really like how the turtles have this like weird droopy like 70 year old man looking faces i i'll yeah yeah i'll I'll give you that um this this one was done by uh charles paul wilson the third yeah like that's my biggest complaint about it just kind of overall um i did like like on the cover you see, you see in the background, the top right, Mikey just kind of looking at his horse. He looks kind of, he looks kind of sad. But like in in the actual issue, he's like, I get to ride a horse, <laughs> which was a great, which was a really great moment. Yeah. Um. Um. Let's see. It was really cool to at least see, like, you know, the turtles seeing their human versions. And it's like, oh, what's Don- Donatello going to say? You know, it's like, now you know it. Now you get it. Because, hmm. he, you know, he's a, he's a turtle of science. So right, right. And, you know, you got Leo, kid Leo, giving him the stink eye. Like, what are these things? Yeah, I um, the, the real bread and butter of this entire issue is the interactions with their mom. That really is one of the best. Yeah. Um, especially Mikey, because, you know, Mikey's the heart. And I would imagine that he was pretty much exactly the same in human form. Yeah, as a child, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, seeing that those those interactions were uh, were, were really cool. Yeah, I, I guess I forgot to say that at the end of this, they teleport out. Very much like Quantum Leap, just boop, they're gone. Yeah, peace uh, out. Uh yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, it, 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 when you uh, again, when you when you pitch the idea of a Turtles in Time miniseries, there are certain settings that are they, they just kind of jump out at you. Like you kind of have to do you have to do Ancient Japan, you know, because of Team and Three, Team and T Three. That's mm-hmm. a no brainer. You kind of have to do uh, prehistoric times because they did that in the comics. And they did that, you know, with action figures and in several in multiple TV shows. And and they have to go to the future, which we'll get to that. The next one, I don't know why they went there. Let's jump to issue three. 
It's basically all video game logic at this point. Did they? Oh, they did go to. Yeah, because they're Bebop and Rocksteady wearing pirate outfits. Duh. Yeah. That's where that came from. All right, let me. Okay, so issue three. The turtles are are teleported into onto a pirate ship. Uh, in the year 1726, the pirate ship is in the middle of a battle with what with what they call the 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 Kraken or the the a, a pirate ship that works for the Kraken. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, the 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 pirates on the pirate ship decide to make Michelangelo their 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 captain because he, you know, basically talks them into not fearing the 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 the, the, the Kraken boat. And the turtles end up staying in Pirate Land a while because they learn how to tend to uh, the pirate ship and the you know the the the, the cannons and the What's it called? Uh, swabbing the deck and mm-hmm. playing, you know, rolling dice. And ultimately, they they, they do have to address the, the, the Kraken ship again. And we learn that the people on the Kraken sh- ship are working for... Are they working for Krang? Yeah. Yeah, they're working for Krang. And we find out that they have mutagen aboard. And there's a whole bunch of fighting, a whole bunch of, like... The art in this one is fantastic. It's Ben Bates. Correction, the mutagen was at the stronghold. Mutagen was at the strong. Which whose stronghold? Krang's. On the is island. Krang, is Krang the Kraken? Yes. Okay, then there we go. Uh, the the art is fantastic. It's got this watercolor feel to it that most most of the other books do not have. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's it um it is Ben Bates, which Ben Bates is my second favorite. Turtles artist on uh, IDW, so that's cool. The end of this has the turtles, of course, teleporting out, and the stronghold being blown up, and the uh, the, the mutagen being thrown into the water, only for a alligator to swim through it. Yep. Hint, hint. Foreshadow, foreshadow. Mm-hmm. Wonder who that could be. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. This issue lost me when it when it went into all the action sequences. Really? 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 Like it's not that they were bad. It's just we're three books into this pointless time travel adventure. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Uh, I I I do. On top of that, I don't like pirates. Here we go. Can, that's canon. I've said it before. Sergio doesn't like pirates. What'd you think of number three? I I really enjoyed this because I like pirates. Um, I was gonna I was gonna talk in my pirate voice the entire time. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll cut it all out. Oh no. Yep. There be no cuts. Um, um, but yeah, I I really 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 love the art. Um. In this, and there's a lot of really just fun moments, of course, like you know Michelangelo, you know, giving the speech, and I was like, oh, we need to make you captain now. Like, wait, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I really liked that. I really liked the fact that Michelangelo was teaching them how to, you know, play craps. Um, or was it the other way around? It was yeah. probably the other way around. Yeah, yeah, they were like, we have this dice game, 
And then there's a, a big, beautiful splash page of like Leo teaching the pirates how to sword fight proper. And then Donnie, you know, fixing a cannon, which with, you know, uh, a pirate next to him, which suspiciously looks like Casey Jones. <laughs> like from was, the 90s movie with the blue jean, you know, vest. Like, looks exactly like Elias. True, he does. I don't know. I just, I, I, I enjoyed this issue a lot. Um, the artwork just is just, as you said, it's, it's watercolor-esque. Um, and it's just, it's absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that I can say is the art in this one is good enough to carry the issue for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- that and the, of course, leatherhead tease at the end. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really get much out of this. Yeah. Uh, let's jump to issue four because this this will this will wrap up today's issues, uh, and it really gets gets to the, the the most exciting of the turtles in time things for me. Yeah. And that's the future. Okay, issue four of Turtles in Time. Bloop. <laughs> Bwop. Bwop. The turtles are uh, teleported into the future, into what seems to be like a mutant version of New York City. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they are able to walk around town without any kind of masks or even hiding at all. Uh, and they mistakenly refer to the, you know, the island as the island of Manhattan. And that kind of throws up a red flag because no one calls it Manhattan. This is Shredder Island. And that's when things kind of go sideways. Uh, the turtles have to run for their lives because they're being chased by a group of mutants. Uh, and they end up naturally going down to the sewers. Down here, they realize that the Foot Clan has kind of taken over all of America. And in, from what it looks like on this map, the, the Krang or the Utrams have taken over all of Asia and Europe mm-hmm. and, Af- and Africa. Like it's none of this is said explicitly, but it's it's hinted uh, in, in the art. Um, Renette shows up. And she's like, oh, hey, sorry, my scepter was damaged. Blah, 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 blah. I can take you home now. And uh, before they decide, okay, yeah, let's go home, uh, they come across Old Man Donnie. Yeah. Like a last Ronin-style, only turtle left alive Donatello. Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, years before the last Ronin. And the, the, the turtles are like... Uh, there's a there's going to be a public ex- they they find out that there's going to be a public execution uh, in like the town square uh, above them and the old Donatello's like that's not my that's not my problem I don't I don't deal with that stuff anymore I just kind of walked away from being you know for the la- lack of a better word a superhero right and all the turtles are like how could you do that but that's not how we were taught by Splinter blah 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 you know they just seem very shocked that this old Donnie had just let the world rot beneath him. So the turtles decide they can't leave yet. They have to go up uh, and stop the public ex- execution from happening. They tell, they basically tell the Donnie, we're going, the old Donnie, we're going, you can come with us or not. And he's like, no, fine. You know, this is your fight, not mine. But he ends up going up there anyway and helping. Uh, they stop the execution from happening. There's some really cool Dan Duncan uh, fight scenes, which his fight scenes are always very um, distinct. 
you you can tell that it's his art. Yeah. Now they save the they save all the people who are going to be killed um, by by Shredder's you know makeshift government or whatever. And Shredder shows up. He goes to attack them. Right as they go to right as he's attacked, they teleport out. But he knows that they're the turtles. There is kind of an epilogue in the future where uh, Woody, the same Woody from the pizza shop. Yeah. Woody is talking to Donatello and Woody is this, you know, an older man now. He doesn't have any hair. And he hints that he's part of like this, this freedom rebellion. So if this version of the future comes to pass, Woody's character becomes very important. Mm hmm. So they're, they're kind of just they're hinting at watch Woody because he's important. Watch Woody. He's important. Uh, they then cut to the turtles in present day in New York. Uh, and the real the, the again, I hate using the phrase meat and potatoes again, but meat, and potatoes, bread and butter. The bread and butter of this issue is learning <clears throat> that present day Donatello has thought about quitting, has thought about walking. Has, he's thought about walking away from all of the, the the troubling things that the turtles have to deal with. He doesn't he says he's not going to do it. He's not close to doing it or even that, you know, he has, you know, an, an end date, but it is something that has crossed his mind. And this you know, this 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 conversation with old Donnie is what brought this out of him. He was like, "Hey, I have to confess. Like I've been thinking about doing this. I didn't know that I would ever actually do it." And it was kind of it's kind of a, a vulnerable moment for him. You know, he's he's the science guy. He's the smart guy. You don't expect him to have to to lean on his brothers for emotional support or just any kind of support because he's Donatello. He's you know, he's he's got his world. To, he's got his life together. Yeah. But here there is a, a you know, some vulnerability shown at the end of uh, this this arc, which adds tremendous value to it. What? are your thoughts on this issue? I really, in, time? I really enjoyed this issue a lot. Mm -hmm. um, anytime that you see kind of like, I'm a sucker for alternate future type stories. Um, just cause they're anything can happen. Any, mm -hmm. they can come up with anything. Um, and it, it feels very, you know, same as it never was esque. Yep. I was wondering when you were going to name drop that. Yeah, I always going to name drop that. Um, so you can see you can see those elements uh, throughout. But of course, in Sam as never was, you know, Donnie had disappeared, and all the turtles with the other, you know, went their separate ways. Um, but yeah, like as you as you said, the um, you know Donatello's whole like I'm, I'm I think I need to just stop, you know. That that's what grounds this book. That's what gives it that weight. While it's still being kind of like you know, you said like kind of like a I won't say like a one-off story, but not a part of the larger narrative. Um, I would say this is probably the the I would say probably the most poignant one out of the four mm -hmm. as far as development. Um, like this this literally could be you know, a whole arc of issues mm -hmm. uh, leading up to what's, you know, like time displacement storyline or whatever, you know, time gone wrong story or something or whatever, 
however you want to you know name it or call it i i, I you know what i want to see that yeah or turtles lost in time you know yeah I've, i i i feel like there's more value in sending the turtles to the future to teach them about the future so they can go back in time and make sure that doesn't happen yeah you know uh but 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 this this issue does put a cap on you know the the lighthearted romp through time that this miniseries was yeah um the the, the last issue is really the only one that had that potentially has actual ramifications in the future yeah you know and you're not caught up obviously but I am going to say this. There's a mutant town in current Turtles continuity. Oh. Mutant town in New York. So I don't know if they're trying to bring the story to this future point or if, you know, they're just suggesting that some of this, that there is some overlap there. Ooh, but that's a good name for, for, for future point. Future point. Oh, yeah. Yes, I like it that. Is. Yeah. Future point. Um, it's, it's just. I've looked back at this issue a lot just to see if there's anything that they've pulled from it to say, this is, this is, this is where it's going. This is what we're doing. And the mutant town thing is that it, that makes it look like they're creeping towards this. Yeah. And I'm waiting for, for Woody to, 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 to come back and be like, we have to do something, you know, and then I'll, you know, then fist in the air. Yes, finally. But you know, we'll get there. Yeah. Or we won't. Um, right. As a whole, again, as I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Turtles in Time arc. It's fun. I wish we'd have read, you know, four other ones from the regular continuity because I feel like we would have enjoyed them more here. But we're reading them in order, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. What are your thoughts on everything that we've read today? I didn't hate any of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, again. Primarily, I was a TV and game kid. I didn't do a lot of reading. Not because I couldn't, just because it just it didn't hold my attention very well. You know, I'd get comics here and there. Um, and it's kind of been like that. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person that's just going to like, hey, let me get like a 250-page novel and just knock this out. And getting to go through the IDW series, and of course, just getting a chance to read all these comic issues that I just, I never dove into growing up has been a real treat. And of course I'm, I'm going to say IDW is, is, is by far like my top, uh, favorite, um, not to take away from any of the others, but for right now, as far as what they're doing, the character developments, the stories that they're telling, it's just hooking me. Just, hard uh well jeff that that brings us to the end uh do you know what we're talking about next time uh no i kind of like you know leave that up to all your spreadsheets <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> i'm not making fun of you i'm just saying you got it well organized that's true uh our next episode is going to be about rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles oh my gosh okay so i've been seeing that like everywhere Okay, like social media, all this other stuff. When I when I go to type in a GIF, 
Rise is just there, and I was like, you know, I'd really want to watch more of that. Mm-hmm. I got my Christmas wish. <laughs> well, we're going to be watching the first part of Season 2. Uh, that's going to be Episodes 201 through 207. Uh, and with most of those being two-parters, it's going to be weird, but we're going to do it. Until then, Jeff, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in games from retro era, modern era, uh, most notably our love of Neo Geo, uh, SNK uh, games, uh, Metal Slug, King of Fighters, Windjammers, all types of, all the nostalgia wrapped up into one um we do weekly super smash brothers tournaments with the uh ms smash group uh who is the largest smash community in mississippi north central and south um so if you uh feel like competing please join us uh on 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 saturdays you can get all of our info uh online um and please come check us out we're we're back open and ready, you know, ready to game, all safe and sanitary. Um, where can we find you, Sergio? Well, Jeff, debriefing and talk cocktails is so close to wrapping up our second season. Ooh. We just recorded our episode on Spectre. Mm-hmm. The James Bond movie, Spectre, which is what right. debriefing and cocktails is about. Uh, and it's going to drop a week before No Time to Die comes out. Oh, and nice. then we're going to record an episode on No Time to Die. So what that means is next week we will have watched every single released James Bond movie and issued a podcast on them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was quite the adventure. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I'm ready for it to be over. But I'm very proud of the work that we put in uh, into doing it, and there's some really, really, really fun stuff in those 24 episodes. If anyone who who is listening to this this Turtles podcast is also a fan of 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 uh, James Bond, or you have a couple James Bond movies that you're really big fans of, you can go directly to those episodes and listen to them. Uh, it's it's fun. It's it's absolutely fun. It's hosted by Reed Walker and myself, and I'm really excited to, to bring it to a close. So, but yeah, debriefing and cocktails, you can listen to it any, anywhere, any podcast player that you, you have, uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, at, uh, on the reality breach page, or you can go to realitybreach.com for more info. Jeff, thank you again for joining me and talking about Ninja Turtles. Thank you for having me once again, Sergio. It's been a absolute pleasure. Wonderful. Tune in next time for Rise of the TMNT. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads.
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.